You're transitioning or? No, it's my aunt. Hey, you should probably, <laughs> if you're going to tell us you're gay, you should probably keep it in because I don't know if the viewers are going to like the fact that you're gay. My aunt watched our, our hangout from two weeks ago on my channel. Mm hmm. And she was saying, she's like, oh, uh, she's like, I, I really enjoyed it. She's like, I love you. I love Yamo. She's like, I'm not sure about that curious HVAC guy, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Why? I don't know. I said, yeah, well, I, don't, I don't know about him either. Oh, my God. <laughs> what was that? What, what's, what's her beef? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, what's a... Did she yeah. give you a specific reason? No, I was like really tired. It was like eleven o'clock at night or something that I saw. It, <laughs> That's so I just too like, funny. Is it because I remind her of one of her exes? Maybe. <laughs> Probably. Oh, I remind man. her too much of an ex-lover. I'm sure. An ex-lover. <laughs> a lot of people tell me that. Guaranteed it. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. So. We're back Peter two says, weeks Peter later. Says nobody cares. You know, okay. I, I need to preface that by saying, you know what? That is a kind of a dickhead <laughs> comment that I keep making Perfect. about Adam being gay. And I am joking and I know I'm being an asshole. It really doesn't matter. We really don't care. Because <laughs> yeah. he really is. Yeah. I think I'm just secretly hoping that he is because I'm harboring some fucking pent up you have a crush, that you have I'm, a crush on you know, me. I honestly, I think, I, come on, let's be honest about it. Most people that are afraid of that kind of stuff are really hiding something. Like, mm. you know, we 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 always thought you were going for the girls See? in the pineapple party, but yeah. <laughs> remember the conversation about hiding something earlier, didn't we, Chris? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I told you I don't want to see that, Bill. Whenever, whenever they have those parties, good. Whenever they have those parties, Adam, you know. It's a couple thing, right? So, mm. Mm. I so. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, speaking of weird stuff, yeah, that's not the weirdest thing we talked about. Luckily, you know, I know only 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 Some, here. Right? Someday, you know, we should do like a behind the scenes before the show type of thing, where the show, show is actually what... the hour that we BS before the show. Yeah, like hmm. pre-show, but we we'll, we won't actually show it before the show. We'll just record it and show it some other but, time. But if we showed that, then we wouldn't. We, if we knew that we were going to show it, then we wouldn't talk bad about the people that we talked bad about. That's true. Yeah, we wouldn't say as many swear words as we say. Yeah. Joe wouldn't watch. Joe wouldn't drop all those. You know what bombs? Yeah. You know what? You know, you know Joe's what? Joe's genuinely like a very talkative person, but like on this show, he has this act where he just doesn't talk very much. <laughs> Joe's like Joe. True. Joe started off to be like the most gentle, subtle person i've ever met in my life really? and then after Canadian. like hanging out with us and texting and talking with us on a daily basis like whenever he gets on with us he's like f this guy f that guy this is bs <laughs> no, what is going on here, here? Yep. that's true that's true i was there i seen it all uh, wait let's let's hold one second guys since since i just remembered uh, again i want to thank all the facebook people our group grew so amazing like 2k Less oh, yeah. than a year. That's awesome. It's a it's a great bunch of guys and I've I've noticed girl. that a lot of people are you know there's a lot more people commenting lately. It's awesome. It's it's inspir. It makes me want to post more, and I hope other people want to post as well. Too, it's, and it's know? positive. You know we don't. Yeah, keep it positive. We like to keep people, positive. You know? Yeah, on the most part. Yeah, even though we got two thousand people, we really don't mind kicking you out if you're going to be a jerk in there. We don't right. care. We don't care about the numbers. We, we just care about having a good time. We like people you know? and 
you know some speak for yourselves because i don't like people i like yeah. everyone yeah. I, like, but I, like I really that, don't unless you're a politician <laughs> i love you yeah yeah that, that's but, a fair one i genuinely hate politicians all of them in general oh how was <laughs> you guys time. how was you guys' week man terrible that was all right did a lot of piping today actually you know um Somebody wrote to me on uh, Instagram after I did that small little piping before it gets cold, and they're like, "Do you really? Did you really need to put a trap on the liquid?" And I really didn't have to, but I an did. Inverted anyways. trap or an actual trap? Just an actual trap. Because I thought um, you usually put inverted traps on the liquid, not an actual. You could put inverted on the discharge to prevent it from coming back on yeah, the off yeah. cycle. Yeah. But and a trap is fine too in the discharge, which I did and. Um, but for the liquid, you don't really need anything. Plus, Joe, let's be honest. You just wanted to match. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, you know, you <laughs> I'll got, go for that one when you're going for aesthetics for sure. Yeah, right, right. And um, like I said, the discharge, you could put it inverted. I put both. I just want to make sure I get that same velocity, that oil pickup, regardless. The inverted, you could do the inverted. You could do a back check. If you're, but if your line is sized right, you don't need probably anything, um, yeah. to be honest. You, Plus, you got a crankcase heater. It's just migration, right? You, you you ran that pipe fast, Joe. You sent us a picture where there's like copper on the ground, and then like I felt like it was like 20 minutes later, and everything's like strapped up and on the building. I'm like, what yeah. the? Yeah. I, I have, like I have two to admit, days later for me. You know, you know, I don't know how I did, I had a helper with me, but honestly, I did do that quick today, and this is my quickest ever did it. And I, like I said, I did everything on the driveway, on the parking lot. Um, and then I put a little hook where I was going over the, the roof edge. So it helped me when I got it up there, the guy was there, it stayed there. And I had I already had my Unistrut mounted with my uh, bushing um, holder clamps, cushion camp, uh, clamps. Cush clamp. Yeah. yeah, cushion clamps. And, uh, and I just kept on going down with my Unistrut and before you know it was done, I was out of there. there is, off the next there's another, I can't remember, it's not Cush Clamps. It's called something else. Cush Atherm has the insulation built around it. It's a yeah. big, giant piece. And so basically, you put it on the suction line, and it has, so the, you just button the insulation up to it, and it's like perfect. Well, I saw, I've used those, and there's also another one that looks like a Cush Clamp that it's like hard plastic. You slide the pipe through it, and then um, it comes out, and then your your Armorflex goes on the inside, and basically there's like only an eighth inch gap. I've the- seen that one before too. I have I haven't se- I haven't purchased that one. I've just done the Kusha Therm, where you just push the Armorflex up to it, and then you tape it with like rubber tape. Um, that works out nice. It it especially when you're dealing with refrigeration, you deal with that stuff because on air conditioning it's not that big of a deal, but on refrigeration when you get into low temp, you start to get ice, and yeah, that gets to be a pain in the butt. Good to see uh, HVAC uh, radio. Sorry to cut you off. HVAC radio in here with the, the podcast. Orb, yeah. Ruben. Yeah. That's awesome. Good to see you. Yeah. HVAC radio is, I believe it's actually Cameron. Cameron's one of the guys that's on okay. that show too. So if you guys haven't already, go check out that podcast. It's definitely a cool podcast. Uh, uh, again, I don't know everybody's names. I, I know it's Cameron. <laughs> I know it's uh, Rookie Refrigeration Ruben. It's Ulysses Palacios. Um, uh, and the other guy's name, forgive me. I do not remember his name. Um, I'll think of it in a minute, but uh, yeah, it's a great every every episode I've listened to has been awesome. So, how many episodes would that be? I want to say four or five is oh, wow. is all that they've done. That's I like think it's four, maybe. True Cameron, fan. maybe you can comment, but yeah, I want to say four. Today was on um a bunch of oil and stuff. It was really cool. 
refrigeration. Yeah, I heard a lot of good comments about that uh, yeah. episode for today. I haven't listened to it just yet. Not today, so, no. I did the, um, well, it, it wasn't today. They release them on Mondays, but um, I just, it takes me forever to get Last to them. So. Chad, there you go. Chad is the other guy's name. Yeah. Um, so I did that job I was talking about where I had to lift that seven and a half ton compressor onto the roof yeah. this last week. It really wasn't that big of a deal. Um, <laughs> I, I made it a bigger deal than it really was. Uh, but I had to make a, a, a gantry lift out of Unistrut, lift it up there. I did make a mistake on the Unistrut though, and I'll show it in a video. But when I went to go lift it, I didn't brace the bottom enough. So I used like a, a T fitting. And so as I got the load on there, the gantry started to flex because on the bottom where I had a T and you'll see in the video, but it's yeah. all good. Once when, like when I, I got the compressor up there, even with it flexing, I got it up there, no problem. Oh, and yeah. then when I went to go drop everything down, I put some support straps on it. So that way it wouldn't flex anymore. But so now I want, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like you were talking about before your pulley, your, the, the pulley itself and um the trolley that you get the unistra trolley yeah like the weight that it's rated for and i remember i don't know if anyone knows this in the chat but uh when you were using you had a four to one pulley right yeah so that is you're actually putting four times the weight of the compressor onto the onto the the trolley i believe four to one ratio yeah you were saying that you were saying that and I, I haven't you know who would know this is Clive. Up. Clive would know it. He's like the, the genius of all. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, he looked, just, he just said he spotted the lack of base yeah, bracing. That. So, so I learned that real quick when I went to go do it. I was like, oh no, it flexed. But then I, like I said, I got it up there. And the trolley, to be honest with you, was a weak spot too. Because as I was lifting, because I wasn't on a level roof, the trolley wanted to travel. When I would let off the, let off the rope, it wanted to travel down and it was pissing me off. And I'll make sure that when I edit it down, I'll show the the crap I was going through. So you should um, just hire two helpers to stand there and then hold a piece of Unistrut between them and yeah. then put your gantry on that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, a lot of people said I should have just used a, a, a ladder too and just put the Unistrut across the ladder. But the problem with it is I was going over a roof access and the ladder wouldn't have spanned the roof access unless yeah. I put a 16-foot ladder up there. It wouldn't That's have That's why I was asking it. why it's so high of now then you told me. The other yeah. thing is they had that Unistrut that has the holes on the other side as well so you could add another T to the back yeah yeah so, mine didn't have the holes on the other well no a lot of them don't unless you ask it's called, yeah there's no name for it no no no. mine had the holes on the other side did it but i just didn't have long enough bolts gotcha so um does the yeah. unit start have holes on the no you side? can get solid no. you can get solid unistrat yeah it's actually stronger oh yeah no you're right yeah, yeah. much stronger. you're right yeah i've seen that the green stuff but but it went it went pretty good um uh you know, it lifted it up. No problem. The even, even though, cause it was a, it was just under a 40 foot lift. So even with the light weight of using the pulleys, it was still killing my arms, just pulling that up. I wish I could have done a, a winch, but I had no electric and, you know, within reach, I would have had to go get hundreds of feet of extension cord. Cause this was on top of a shopping mall. So it was just easier just to, just to do the rope. But, um, it definitely didn't hurt. Like I told my, my helper, or the guy that was working with me is in the past. I mean, cause the compressor only weighed 75 pounds. So in the past, I would have probably just roped that up by hand, but I would, my arms would have been jelly just from after doing the compressor, you know, and I would have been shaking. I can remember that feeling of, of pushing yourself to the limit and lifting things. And when you're done, your arms are shaking, you know, cause you're like, I shouldn't have done that. You know? Yeah. I'm just so sick of, of not, I, I don't want to be hurt. You know, I don't want to, I don't want my back to get hurt permanently or no. like that. No. So, 
Everyone's correcting me. They're saying it's not four times. I thought it was more because you, you're actually pulling down on it and the compressor. I know there's more force, but to be honest with you, I was because when I was pulling it, I, I'm sure there's more force. There, there's got to be. OK, but when I was pulling down on it, I was kind of curious about that. So I was grabbing each rope like I was testing each rope to see. And like, yeah, there was definitely more weight on some of them. But but I don't know. I think there would be more force thinking about it. I think there would be more force when you're doing your down pull for sure. Because you're putting a heavier load That's on. That's what I'm it, saying. But. Like you're you're pulling down, and the compressor's pulling down. There, I, I would feel like there's more weight on the trolley itself. We're all. I the, would think. Well, depending on, I don't know. You know, someone will have to explain it. Maybe someone. Yeah. I'm sure. Need, I tried to a, watch some videos and stuff, and it was too much for my brain. We need a pulley doctor. Pulley doctor for sure. Pulley doctor. Yeah. But yeah, that went good. And the compressor replacement, I'm a, I think it'll be my video this Sunday. The compressor replacement went good. And I went and autopsied the compressor after too, to try to figure out what happened with it. It was pretty interesting, the the the, the problem. That that was interesting. That was, I, won't, really, I won't spoil it. Yeah, that was really interesting. And I I was that, really worried. So. Is that the one that um, you kind of square, square, squared, shared? Yeah. Yeah. With the, yeah. you cut yeah, in our private chat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was one. Cool. It was really interesting because so so what happened again to recap it? We had a service call for an AC not working a couple months ago because it took them forever to approve it. Uh, the unit had a bad reversing valve. The reversing valve was cracked on the discharge inlet on the reversing valve. So I was like, "There's got to be." I was worried about there being damage, and um, uh, it ended up being a bad compressor. So I guess I'm spoiling a little bit of it, but I think <laughs> I already released some of that on Instagram. So yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting when I finally autopsied the compressor to figure out what failed in it. I've never seen this failure before, so it kind of blew my mind. Yeah, so. I, me either. I that's that was pretty neat. It's funny because scrolls are so hard to unless it's a burnout. It's so hard to to get in depth and see what really happened to that scroll. Yeah. But in your this event, one's obvious. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know what? I finally and, and it takes after you cut up like three or four scrolls, you mm -hmm. finally realize where to cut at. And then you don't destroy yeah. anything. Like I can yeah. cut that thing up real easy now and be like, and I literally pulled the whole compressor out. So like Sweet. I just cut the case off. When you're cutting a scroll, actually the easiest way to do it, there's a weld going down the front mm -hmm. of the scroll, cut right on the weld. And then on the bottom of the compressor, right at the base, there, it's where it's welded to a base plate, cut mm -hmm. all the way around on the base. But and isn't it, you, aren't there those three dimples where it's like the... It's, it's pressed on yeah. those three dimples. It's, yeah, so it's really you... interesting that on the bottom of a scroll is the only place that the 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 whole assembly is welded. It's it's not even technically welded, but um, on the top there's those dimples that actually holds the whole assembly together. It's like pressed together. Yeah, hmm. really interesting. But yeah, I cut it open and and so it you cut that weld. And then you cut it at the bottom. Then uh, would you just like kind of split that weld open to a really? Yeah, thing? I ended up on the other side. I uh, you can you can pry it if you want and kind of try to bend it. But I ended up doing another cut on the other side, just looking down the one. Oh, and I'm sorry, I, I cut the top off the compressor too. Okay, that's that's what. Yeah, you cut the top off and it, you yeah. pull it off like your Hannibal Lecter. And you can yeah. look down inside and you Green. can see where to cut without damaging any of the compressor components. And and the funny thing is, we were all like kind of texting back and forth, and everyone's like, What are you guys doing? We're all tired, we're miserable from this week, everyone's exhausted. And yeah. what is Chris doing? And he's like, I'm outside cutting off compressors in my backyard, guys. <laughs> yeah, that I gotta admit, he got us there that time. Man. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, the guy who's I, always you have, busy. You have a lot of energy. I couldn't. Have, I I would like to do that. I just I don't know. I got one in my garage right now that I can cut open. I I barely even you, remember what was wrong with it. I have a compressor boneyard. My wife came out the other day and she goes, "Are you collecting these things?" Because she didn't know what they were. <laughs> and I go, 
oh yeah, those are all compressors that I want to cut open. And she goes, are you ever going to do it? And I was like, probably not. I should probably Maybe. start throwing them away. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I wonder if the same guys I seen on the video on YouTube, uh, Joe was mentioning about the guys on at the HRI for the scrolls when they open up and they dissect them. Like, you know, they showed you guys in a group. Whatever. Yeah. I was watching something on HVAC school and it was pretty neat. I got to admit, it was pretty neat. Was that a that was a scroll you were watching or was that the because I saw one on actually a, that was a semi hermetic yeah, I believe yeah, I that was like a scroll from what like I heard ago. and Joe Joe's saying right now in the chat Joe Shear is saying and then also I heard on the HVAC radio podcast today that they were talking about rebuilding scrolls and I was like I didn't know that they rebuilt scrolls I never never knew that doesn't seem like it'd be cost effective maybe on the giant ones I I, I've Whoa. never heard that, but I heard them say that on HVAC radio, and then I heard Joe saying something about that, or I seen Joe say that in the chat. Right Do you now. think you could like order uh, an internal part from a compressor? Oh. I don't know, but it's like to do it yourself. I'm just never. saying, like you know, it, like is it possible? That would be a really cool thing to try to do, right? Like if you had a compressor that failed, you cut it open, you found like a little something that went wrong inside of it. In whatever. my case. Yeah. So anyway, I found my, mine, my I could point replace is, that one part. That was a, like you like what happened. With the like no way. What I, I I went to the train factory. I saw Snowball, and what happened was somebody warranted a compressor that wasn't bad, and they have an autopsy room. They cut yeah. open the compressor to see what's wrong with it, and they're like, "There's nothing wrong with this compressor." So they welded it back together, and they decided to try to run it in a flooded state and see how long it could run for. Well, it ran for like twenty some years or whatever, and it turned into an ice cube, right? Yeah. So my point is, why couldn't you just cut open a compressor? And if you found what was wrong, if you could find the part for it, can you repair it and weld it back together? It's sealed, yeah. So you well, have to weld have it to back. Say, and make once sure you your start, I mean, even on most Copeland, even on the small Copeland scrolls, when you cut them apart, I mean, the parts that are inside are technically replaceable. I mean, they're. It's not like they're all welded together in a million. I mean, you, you, yeah, you know. So you just. But call, I mean, you, you know, there's some things you would have to do. Like you would have to really weld the body and. Yeah. I'm sure once you get into the bigger giant ones, maybe it becomes more cost effective. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. The, I'm not saying the try to like the body's compromised. Yeah, yeah. there's a safety issue there. Yeah, You'd have it. to, I assume, have it x-rayed my, once you weld it. My point is not trying to make a repair on a compressor. I just thought it would be a cool th experiment yeah. or something yeah. to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Well, cool. if you're not making the repair on the compressor, what's the experiment? Well, no, I'm saying I'm not trying to put it back into commission in somebody's house or business. Like, try it in your garage or shop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in a yeah, controlled a environment. There. You know? Do you see um, Red Fathom? Oh, wait, no. Who was it that said this? No, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, L uh, T L T Lek. That, that's a hard name to pronounce for some reason. T Lek. And the chat says, why rebuild them when half of them are perfectly good, falsely diagnosed? True. Same good as point. Same as TXVs. I yeah. know personally, if I don't understand it, it's <laughs> the first thing I can do. Although yeah, I have had a lot of bad TXVs, right? I mean, bad as far as I think they were all had to do, all of them that have gone bad have had that rust inhibitor problem. That was the ones that I've replaced, you know? So in my world, and Bill's world a little bit too, the TXVs are all rebuilt, rebuildable. Yeah. So you, if you have to spoil, as long as it's a spoiling TXV, I mean, you technically don't ever have to change the TXV. You you just buy the components, or yeah, you, you know, leave the body on there. And hell, hell, what you can do. I mean, if you're lazy, because I've done this many times, if you can safely get to the TXV where it's installed, if you want to be lazy about it, you can literally 
unbolt it and then just put all the components back in it and bolt it back together and you don't have to braze ever did you did you guys see that post on the facebook group where like a homeowner posted the inlet screen to a txv for a carrier mm -hmm. unit mm -hmm. oh i did i did yeah. you, I, homeowner? well yeah because he didn't know what it was he said he just had a hvac system installed recently have you ever installed an evaporator coil from icp like carrier bryant anything mm -hmm. so nope. you have joe yeah well, if you pull the plug on the liquid yep. line knuckle the liquid line what do you call it i call it knuckle everyone makes fun of me when i call it knuckles i guess yeah when, no, you, I, when you pull yeah, the knuckle. rubber plug out of the liquid line if you pull the rubber or the liquid line first the inlet screen shoots out shoots out yeah you have to pull the suction and carrier otherwise the screen shoots out <laughs> these things are <laughs> nice, in my head you're right uh, adam that is you're right you look like the Terminator with that. Dude. Someone, someone yeah. said, "Where's my glasses?" And these things are way too small for my head. It, I know you know what's Matrix. It's crazy because people are saying it in in chat that Pakistan, India, and Cuba they do rebuild the uh, scrolls, and I could see well, that. Happening. Yeah, but they probably bubble gum them back together. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Those guys are that's what over in those countries. That's where men is men. Have you ever seen these guys like installing mini splits? Where like standing like <laughs> yeah. forty no, floors up. They can on install brackets? their stupid mini splits, yeah, climbing up their that, sandals yeah. on seventy-two ladders taped together. I'd, no, I'd rather be able to walk. I still. would never. Yeah, I would never do something like that. And never. Like, I, money is years. not good enough for me to do that. Money. Let no. me ask you this: Have you ever seen a mini split explode and kill seventy-two people in the United States? Not yet. No. no. Okay. Only in Pakistan or India or Zimbabwe or wherever. I'd never seen yeah. it kill that many people. I usually I know. see I'm it being kill kills on one person at a time. A lot of places. Paralyzed. Oxygen is cheaper and they pressurize I remember I saw this video a few weeks back on Facebook where um, the indoor evaporator of a, uh, I don't, I guess you wouldn't call it evaporator unless you knew it was not a heat pump, right? But anyway, I'll call it an evaporator because that's what I want to call it. But the indoor evaporator was on fire, and this dude was just standing there shooting water at it. Like it was like an electrical oh, fire. You could hear, see yeah. like sparks and crap shooting out. He's just like, yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm trying. I'm trying. Let me ask you this. I'm gonna get. This might be a little bit refrigeration-y, but um, that's good. On, Better than boilery. On the smaller refrigeration equipment, if you ever go to sweat in like a quarter ton. TXV, okay? It's got a quarter inch and a half inch fitting on it, not externally equalized. You, hell, you can even do externally equalized. I don't care. But if you do the sweat in bodies, they come with a stupid little strainer that goes in the quarter inch line, okay? The first thing I do when I install those TXV is just pull that strainer out and throw it in the trash. Yeah. That's okay, what let me ask you this. Now, on a TXV that has a removable strainer, I understand why it's there. You can pump the system down, you can remove the strainer. But on a TXV that does not have a removable strainer and you put it in before you put the quarter inch line in and you sweat it in, what happens when the strainer plugs up? Yeah, TXV yeah. stops working. Yeah, of course. So, so what's, the, what's the stupid right. strainer even there for? Yeah. How much does a TXV cost? Is it worth it, right? Is it worth it? I don't know. Well, you know, and, and think about it on that little tiny TXV again, too. If you ever have a problem with the TXV and you go, you, you, you want to rebuild it, the 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 strainers welded in you can't and, clean the strainer speaking of strainers and screens yeah. and that i remember having a conversation with joe probably last year about mixing valves and i was like trying to diagnose this mixing valve and i think what happened was i can't remember if it was like somebody used oh, yeah. a radiant mixing valve on a domestic line or a domestic on a i don't remember what, it was something goofy but i was trying to figure out what was going on they downsized it 
and it wasn't working qu- quite correctly. And Joe's like, check if there's a strainer. If there is, just take a screwdriver and freaking rip that thing apart. <laughs> <laughs> Strainers are never good. He's like, that's no what I do. No matter where they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I totally understand. Uh, and I'll say, too, that I used to do hospital work for a big hospital out here. And uh, we would get calls all the time for water source heat pumps not working or because the, they had water cooled everything. And you go out there. And it's like, dude, the condenser's fouled, completely plugged up, you know, and then you go to pull the strainer and the strainer's missing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the hell? So I go to engineering and it's like, hey, guys, the strainer's missing. Oh, yeah, that plugged up. It, it keeps plugging up like every week. So we just took the strainer out. Go, come on, dude. <laughs> like, now I'm over here freaking. Nobody's like, hey, maybe we should nine hours out, change the dryer. You know? Joe yeah. Shearer is saying we are all stupid and, and you should leave strainers in. I'm not saying you should take them out. I'm just saying. No, I'm saying on the weld-in valves. If you have a weld-in valve and the strainer is welded in, I don't see the purpose because if the strainer plugs up, the valve is not going to work. You're not going to unsweat a liquid line. At least I'm not going to unsweat a liquid line to try to pull the strainer out because you'll never get it out of like a quarter-inch no liquid line going into the valve. Now, on a strainer that's removable, heck yeah, I try to install you know, spoiling valves that have removable strainers, but I don't understand the concept in my world um, on the refrigeration stuff that I work on of having a strainer that's not removable. So it's yeah, when, when time right. is money and these commercial jobs, I remember the point of the conversation. Yeah. The point of the conversation was the homeowner posted. He found it on his floor after he had a furnace and air installed. And he's like, what is this? And like so many people commented, they're like, it's a strainer. Uh, what what is it for? And they're like, oh, you don't need that. Just throw it in the garbage or somebody's <laughs> like, but somebody's yeah. like, some one day the TXV is gonna be bad, and it really will be the TXV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was a funny little. But know, but maybe okay, there. and and maybe the um to be fair, if 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 I'm installing a TXV, I'm installing it properly. I'm not plugging the system up. My my systems aren't plugged up with crap. You know, I pull vacuums, I change dryers nitrogen, when possible. Yeah. Not every time. I braze with nitrogen. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. But I I still don't. I'll I'll argue that one to death. Like on my little reach-in coolers and stuff like that. I don't understand installing the strainer when it's welded in. There's no point in my opinion. So, it's a dumb question. No. But you ever see a TXV that's been welded in backwards? No. How I've seen you, everything. How I've seen is that even possible? How would you do that? I mean, I did. They have to, like he's like, "Hey, bud, I need a bushing from half inch to quarter inch." And I need, well, yeah. <laughs> and then I need a step up bushing. I had from one of my guys go out change a compressor one time, and he put the filter dryer on the hot gas discharge line, I've and seen that. like you had to repipe to put it there. Yeah, yeah. I, I that. That, that causes the desiccant to blow up. So, oh yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing. I remember that 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 was that train unit you did right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you had you know, to go back to him like seven times to keep telling him, yeah, we oh, need the yeah. like Everything was plugged up. You yeah. Know? Everything was just junk on that whole damn unit. And hindsight being 2020, I'm like, you should just replace that unit. But yeah, <laughs> got me thinking. Because that same, that same guy one time went out and replaced a TXV on his system. And he's like, man, this TXV is so much smaller. And then a week later, it was a callback. And I went out there and it's got this ginormous, oddly installed compressor, and somebody had oversized the compressor. And then to accommodate that, they just, you know, put a giant TXV in there. And uh, yeah, I don't know if anybody's ever seen somebody put a TXV in backwards. I'm sure somebody I mean, in the world. Can. It's listen. There was a couple pictures. I wish I had them handy that Yamo sent over that were freaking amazing. The one His was pictures are epic. Dude. The, the one was like a compressor where the guy didn't have the right size piping going to it, so he was like. What was it? He 
brought like three three ace lines down to the compressor and welded like uh yeah. brazed them all together mm. and the other one was the ice cream shop he said where there was a train condenser and they laid it down on its side and they mounted it sideways oh i don't mm. remember that picture yeah he almost got some doozies Oh, you know what? Well, Dave Dave in the chat the... said he has seen a TXV welded in backwards. Sorry to cut you off, Chris. That's breaking no, okay. news. Yeah, I've never seen. I've seen solenoids welded in backwards all day. That, oh, I was yeah. just gonna say yeah. that I see seen solenoids too, and well, Sean said it too. Pumped that's down the only way I can tell them. They'll never easy to do it backwards. Yeah, when they're when are... they're welded in backwards, depending on the size, they'll just never shut. They'll yeah. just there is. They do put arrows on things, right? They put arrows. Yeah, yeah. Especially on solenoids, usually they do have arrows. Yeah, that's how I can tell that they're welded in backwards. <laughs> well, if you don't know, I, I think the, maybe the guys just, hey, go put that in, and they don't understand what's going on in the unit maybe, and that's how it happens. I'm not sure. Unless you it's know, an honest mistake. And I feel like that's happening more and more lately um, because you know we're throwing people in trucks so fast. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we're, we're putting people out there, and we're having to trust technicians to do things that maybe they don't quite understand. And I think that common sense just isn't so common anymore. Dude, Absolutely. you stole my freaking line. I'm really pissed. <laughs> That's like the big picture diagnosis. I'm sending you a bill. I say that yeah. to my wife. Fuck every day. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right. Chris, sure with it. In fact, hold on just a second. Let me email my guy. Oh, yeah. Your guy is um, my your guy. guy, guy, is guy Adam. <laughs> hey, Adam, Adam, if I at, let's 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 have a game here. If I ask your guy to make me something and you ask him to make you something, who do you think he's going to make it for? You. I'll make it for me 100 percent. You think? Because yeah. he's going to charge me money, dumbass. Uh, he'll charge Adam what, money I, well, like, what are you saying? Like, what are you trying to make? I'm going to I'm going to make a shirt that says common sense isn't so common anymore. He'll make it for both of us, but mine will just be a little bit better. <laughs> I guarantee you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have words with him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna email him. We should. We, do you want to set him up? Let's try it out. Yeah. But we're gonna no, go in for. I have to pay the money for mine. Stupid. It's gonna, it's gonna be his thing. Yeah, I get it for free. Bill, I get it for so, free. Are is your are your Mister Hankies shaped like fries or what? You've been working a lot of fried stuff this week. What's going on there? Oh man, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of sad that you brought that up, but. Tell me about the cheese thing. Oh, yeah, the cheese melter I had to go work on. That was kind of new. Cheese you guys ever work on a cheese melter? No. no. At this one particular restaurant, they have these ginormous bags of cheese, and they shove them into this machine so they can just, just squeeze all this cheese onto these sandwiches. Oh, and, uh, at least it's fresh, I guess. Process? Oh, it's, it's not fresh, Joe. It's oh. not even real. It's like three molecules off from being shampoo. It's not good <laughs> stuff at all. Gotcha. Let me yeah. let me pause you real quick, Bill. And let me just let me just reiterate the joke. I guess it's an inside joke that we kind of need to make sense. Right. So the guy that makes my shirts and hats is Adam's best friend. So I'm not flexing yeah. on subscribers. Someone had said that in the okay. comments. We're flexing on that's Adam's best friend. And I pay the dude to make shirts. <laughs> so I'm joking, saying that he's going to make shirts for me because I pay him. And these well, guys Adam are awesome. Too, but Adam I think gets it's like a five finger discount. Yeah, these we, guys in chat. So anyway, I'm sorry, awesome. Bill. Let's talk about your cheese melter. I think, yeah. I think now ahead. we should have an episode where we discuss like all the cool lingo new kids are using because I've never heard anybody use the word flexing on stuff yet in a real life sentence. You haven't? Like, no. Flag, well, man. hey, I got to tell you I something. I was cool. I was reading I, I was reading on Facebook a post from my mother-in-law 
and she said, "Does she's like Facebook blocked a couple of her posts because she posts posts a lot of political stuff?" And she's like, "Does Facebook really think I'm a troll?" And I'm like, "You're like 75 years old. I didn't know like old people use the word trolls." Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's funny. It's crazy. <laughs> well, me, you should get a watch. She's not 75. She's like 70. <laughs> but anyway, what? I mean, irregardless of all that. Nobody's going to be flexing on me tonight. Does that make sense? Am I using a word? You're over here using these big words Uh, like irregardless. If if you're going to do that, I think you need to be wearing tight pants or skinny jeans or whatever they call them. Flannel jacket. No, no, no. So I bought this pair of of pants and I've been wearing them for, I don't know, a while. And then I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, these are fucking skinny jeans. Like they're not (laughs) skinny, but they're like, I looked and I'm like, no, you know what? It was actually... I wore them and someone videotaped me wearing them. And then I looked at myself in the videotape like, and I, from damn, a distance. Damn, look at that ass. Those look like skinny <laughs> jeans. How come nobody told me those look stupid? And I've been wearing them forever. I wore them at actually Brian Orr's event. That, and then I saw some video footage that someone gave me of it. And I'm like, dude, man, that, I don't want to wear those jeans anymore. That reminds me of uh, Spaceballs. Did you guys ever see Spaceballs where I love that movie. the president comes out and he, he beams him, beams snotty beams. Nobody told him. me my ass is so fat. <laughs> my ass is so big. And he scratches his crotch from behind or whatever. It's funny. That movie has so many amazing jokes in it. Um, hey, we're getting off the having... subject of Chris's skinny jeans here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris, I <laughs> mean, you should just embrace it. You're from California. Just do it. Yeah, you blend yeah, right in. California. Yeah, you know, guys, it is dropping to about 60 degrees. I'm going to have to get my Ugg boots out. So, Do you have a typewriter yet? You need a typewriter. That is a California thing, huh? Yeah, uh, so to make it clear, I do not shirt. own a pair of Ugg boots. Okay, my wife owns them. I do not own them, and I do not wear my wife's boots either. <laughs> my so, wife owns yeah. them. I just borrow them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I don't know if a few, maybe more, Adam, sorry, guys, because he works on some boilers. Have you ever changed refractory on a, a, a boiler, Adam? Refractory? What the hell is no. that? Uh, honestly, I'm always like really scared of it because like if you read in manuals and stuff, it's like, do not disturb it. Don't touch it. Don't yeah, make it airborne. It's I, asbestos or yeah. something, right? It's, like they don't it call is. it. They don't call it asbestos, but I feel like it is asbestos. Right? Me too. Hey, Chris, do you, do you ever calculate the glide on R404 in like 60 degree ambient temperatures if it's flowing through like a T valve and you got to settle it down, but you don't want to get the TXV depressurized? You know, yeah, but the glide on 448A is a lot bigger and it's a little bit harder to calculate that, you know, especially mm-hmm. when, you know, the discharge temp is so high, you know, coming mm-hmm. back. Who the gives a fuck? How high? Shit. Yeah, I hear it. You lose the velocity <laughs> as a- it goes through the right. refractory of the. They are no, I'm still, just, I'm, listen, I think listen. the point is, I think they're still using asbestos or something asbestos-like on boilers these days. I think they are. Hey, Bill, when you calculate evaporator saturation temperature, do you use the midpoint temperature of the glide? Guys, you use the, listen, I use the midpoint oh temperature, my. but I also measure the thin spacing before I make said calculations. That's a good point. You know, when you calculate yeah. how long your defrost is going to be on a walk-in freezer, do you look for like six fins per inch or four fins per inch? I look for more <laughs> closer to seven FPI. That's, that's what it, guys, right. guys, so my next this, question this is... what's great about overtime. Okay? You guys, it's you guys, diverse. We have a mixture of everything. We can you, relate to a little bit of everything. Yeah, but really? nobody cares about boilers. Everybody, Trust me, like, they nobody do. Nobody cares about they freaking do. walking Listen, coolers. If you look at the Facebook group, a lot of them are for, a lot of fans are from New York. Yeah. And in New York, they have a lot of boilers. There's a lot. You ever try boilers. to store food in a boiler? No. 
No, but see, there have you go. ever tried to warm your nuts without a boiler? That's true. Guess what? No, Move never... to California, stupid, oh, where it's warm. I gotta tell you something. Can I say something cool I just saw for the first time? Uh, sure. It's, it's boiler related, but please just give me like 30 seconds, all right? <laughs> Go for it. So this house had cast iron radiators and they had this I like they had these copper little like Thanks, Brian. something. They were like troughs that went through the radiator and went around on the outside and they're supposed to fill it with water and that's their humidification for the house. Wait, wow. so they pour water in there and it just evaporates yeah. and humidifies the with, house? With their cast iron radiator, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That is, that is kind of interesting actually. Yeah, I do have to cool. say that some of those old radiators do intrigue me. Um, when you yeah. see like the the old ones and and old high rise buildings and different things like that, yeah. You want to buy some old old radiators? No, they're out of your actually, house, Bill. Yes. What, what no, we should talk about, house. sorry, is what what we were talking about the other day, Adam, is about that steam radiator. humidifier in the attic. Oh, so I think I've come up to a good conclusion for that. So I know everyone's going to freak out about this because everyone, you know, it's like a big deal. I I get it. I've done it a bunch of times, but. Installing a furnace, horizontal furnace in an attic. I install the condensing furnace. Unconditioned attic. Unconditioned attic. attic. All right. I know this is a no-no, right? But I have done it many times. And what I've done is installed heat trays on the trap of the furnace. You make sure you have your furnace uh, pitched slightly forward. And um, you make sure you have a good pitch on your drain. Your drain's not too long. You install heat trays on your trap. And then all the way down on your drain, insulate the drain. And you're good as long mm-hmm. as the heat's not off for a long period of time, I guess, right? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, they want a humidifier, steam humidifier. They want. What are you doing, Chris? I posted a picture for you to post right now that Yamo posted. You want me to screen share? This is Mexican ingenuity. Oh, that's Sweet. legit. You gotta admit that's pretty smart. Wow. That is, it, yeah, it would work, I guess. That, except the back of that fan is blocking a majority of that hole. Yeah, <laughs> like the wow. you know, the motor section is just about the same size as that hole. You'd be better off with a box fan. That's the one I was talking about. The ice cream shop at the condenser <laughs> sideways. Look yeah, at that. that's genius, right there, that's man. Legit. No, no way that's gonna affect. I wonder if they would have taken the compressor out or something and put it on the ground or did, did something crazy with it. I don't know. I. I want to know if it's true about these guys. I see them everywhere about them changing, like putting the head of a mini split ductless inside, uh, outside, and the condenser inside. Is that honestly true? Do guys like? I don't. Where they want heat? Like I don't get it. Why are they doing this? I, no, I think I don't know. Who knows? I think half those pictures are fake, and the other half are just idiots, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, let's let's get back to this uh, attic install you're talking about here. Yeah, that was interesting. So yeah, the guy, they're like, in, I did not want to. I, this is a crazy house, and I did not want to. I told them no in the beginning. I said no, I'm not putting a condensing furnace. I always tell people no about putting Just a condensing furnace. Hand as you I, said I, I say no. I don't. No. I'm, I don't no. want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> but COVID. Yeah, uh, people are, you know, when they have a lot of money, they're persuasive and you Go try ahead, to figure whatever. out things, whatever. So anyway, yeah, so I, I, I've I, done it. I've done it like probably four or five times. It works fine. I've never had an issue. We've had polar vortex is fine. But now they're pushing the limits. These people want a steam humidifier in their attic. Okay. And I was trying to think. I've been racking my brain and everything. And I think I figured out a way to do I it. I ask you a couple dumb questions so I'm not too sure. lost in this conversation. Yeah. 
So they want a steam. They want multiple steam humidifiers in the attic. Two. Do they have a forced air system already in the house, or do they have a boiler heating system? They have in the house? three furnaces in the house. Two are in the attic. Two condensing furnaces in the attic, and one in one eighty percent in the furnace. They actually are in the basement. They also have a mini split. And I need okay. to ask a question because I wasn't listening. I kind of blacked out for the last five minutes. Is it an insulated attic or uninsulated? No, Un- it's on un- unconditioned space. So I could only imagine that in a really cold climate with the steam humidifier that you're going to have issues in an uninsulated attic. Is that so your fear? That is my fear. But what I've come up with, I found two places where I have enough height. I'm not going to be able to actually have the steam humidifier with a pitch on the steam tube all the way up with the manifold in the uh, plenum. Um, but it has what I'm, to be though. No, it doesn't have to be. I I you, always make sure my you, steam pitch is always gliding up. No, never. No, not true. You don't have to do that. One hundred percent. I've done it many times. You you have to go up a certain amount, and then you can go downhill. You have to really. Pipe, you can pipe it in copper, and then right before you go into the the, the distributor, the manifold, you yeah. put a T. Yeah. In copper, you go into the steam manifold, and then you have a trap. You have to put a trap and then a drain out of the trap. Oh, that, that's how you. And do this it. is for your feed for the, your steam. That's for your feed. You have to have. Wow. So you have never, two. I, you know what? Yeah, never seen that it. before. I never even seen it in a manual. Saying suggest that you, if you can. The April Air has it in their manual. Clean Comfort, which is made by Nortec, they have it in their manual. You could do it. Nortec, I don't see in Nortec, but anyways, it's not Nortec. All right, Bill, have you ever thought about how easy it is for refrigerant to fractionate? Like, I mean, oh you worry about, you know, the refrigerant. You know, let's say Hold you on. I, you're at the climax. Guys, I'm, I want to hear what, what he's going to do. What's his, his, uh, his, you know, his remedy. With, I actually am interested in this. Yeah. So there's so. two areas where I have the most height in this attic. And what I'm going to have the general contractor, what I'm going to have the general contractor do is use two inch foam board and basically build a small room, like a really small room. For cool. the humidifier, right? And I'm going to have heat trace on all the drain and everything. Yeah. Um, I'm going to actually take a, if you guys are familiar with high velocity, like Space Pack or Unico, I'm mm-hmm. going to take a supply off the plenum. I might not make it a full port supply. I'm going to pipe it over to this room so I have heat running in the room. Like three inches? Well, it's like a two-inch duct, but I might not okay. even go full. I'm going to like look at the airflow, what's coming out of it, and I'm going to adjust it accordingly, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, and then just have heat trace on everything and whatever. It's a stupid idea, but I'm sorry. Like I told them it's a stupid idea. Duck board as your room? You didn't make it out of duck No, just like the two inch pink foam, but you can't fix stupid, right? Like people, I I don't understand. Like they, can't they just get like inline duct humidifiers? Like something a little more innovative, simpler, innovative. I don't know. Innovative. I don't know what else you could really do. I mean, you don't have to. The one thing I'm worried about with steam is you have a big vat of water, right? It's a big vessel of water sitting there. Yeah. So that's like on, the main thing. Yeah. Like regular humidifiers, you have like a trickle effect of yeah. water that comes down. Like the put a heat trace on the water feed, and you're good. Right. You would think. So you have a a vat of water, a vessel, and that's what I'm scared about. But I yeah. think if it's done properly, it's all right. We could do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But your idea was good too. I think you said you were going to just build a box or like a yeah. small box, just to, which would have been cool too. That's, I think that's your only way. Unless, like I said, mentioned it earlier, and Joe said it in chat, like just recently, is just remote mounted. But you can't. You're saying right? You no, can't I am. I am. Somewhere. I'm remote. I am remote mounted. I'm saying I'm, out of the attic. Oh, I can't do yes, that. Yes, you can't. Can't yeah. do it. 
Hmm. It's stupid. Oh. Uh, let me tell you something else. My idea for this house, because if anyone saw, I posted a picture of the one furnace in the attic. There was another one even worse off than that one originally. And mm -hmm. my idea was, let me rip these furnaces out. Let me duck them over and let me put rooftop units, package units on the roof for these. Yeah. And yeah. they said, what's the benefit of that? I said, nobody, it's going to be easily accessible and serviceable. Nobody's going to have to worry about it. And uh, it's not going to cost you freaking $20,000 every time you have to change a furnace, right? Yeah. No, we I don't really want them on the roof. But I would argue that mm -hmm. if, if a rich person's installing them on the roof, aren't they going to be in like a parapet? And would that fill up with snow? Mm, what The parapet? Like, would you have a small parapet up there that would fill up with three feet of snow? Because you guys get a bunch uh, of snow there. I mean, there's a, there's like a parapet on the front of the house, but it's a sloping roof to the back with no. Oh, parapet okay. On the back. So it wouldn't it wouldn't fill up. Okay. I want to know if those are allowed over here. Like, are people allowed to put those on this roof here? Because nobody does. Like, I think somebody, if well, someone would do that, they'll call the city and say, "No, this guy's a fucking unit." Nobody, <laughs> nobody. This is a three-story house that's freaking huge and a monster, yeah. and you would never see it. Yeah, nobody would never ever see, see the rooftop. See, the, the roofs that I'm thinking of, like in California, we have them where these rich people have these giant mansions, and you can't even tell there's a parapet on the roof because they're just freaking huge mansions. You're right. so, they you know, a commercial building. Yeah, they could have like six air conditioners up there and you wouldn't even know because this is some fancy rich person's house. But here in California, you know, you can have that. But I could imagine where you get ridiculous amounts of snow, you know, you couldn't have that here. So, so yeah. And, and back, I want to backtrack. I don't want in the last five minutes. We'll, we'll go free for all. But let, let me take a couple minutes. The reason why I mentioned that is because I had a little video uh, I was going to share a screen that this scared the shit out of me because I don't really do this much. And I was assisting this facility engineer, building engineer to do it, to save money. He wants me to assist him and be there. And I'm, I'm in there thinking I, I've done this so many times. And the thing after I finish, it starts smoking. It starts smoking. What'd you so do? What was it? The, the refractory, it starts smoking like the boy. I'm like, okay, maybe some oils. And then I called, the company, I'm like uh, trying to stay calm. I'm like, uh, so this thing's smoking, and I'm here smoking. I'm like, it's gonna set off the alarm. So I'm secretly like, okay, okay, they don't have alarm system here. It's too old. They don't have a thing. God, okay, the fire, it's not gonna come. But dude, this thing starts smoking and smoking. So what do they say? It's gotta burn off or what? Well, I thought that's what they said. Oh, it's just the oils. It'll be fine. No, no, no. This is not just the oils. I ended up keeping the the two like it's the the old stuff is like concrete. It's like it's like a slap. And this is like, good. it's like paper with particles. New yeah, stuff. it's like fiberglass. Yeah. like, yeah. dude, this stuff was burning and I, and the burn shows on the outside. So if I didn't take this off, guarantee it's going to a crisp. So I took two off and kept two on, but it just scared the shit out of me because I was like, this shit's going to freaking, uh, you know, if I wasn't here, well, it's it? going to smoke up. It's it, all it is is refractory. It's just goes in the boilers. It, it maintains integrity, it holds the heat in, all, you know, it's just what around the boiler. I don't it's, understand what it, that is. It's white stuff that's it's supposed like to be insulation. like heat insulation. But it, yeah. they call it refractory. I'm pretty sure it has something to do with asbestos. Is it is it like uh, pressed into sheets? Um, Maybe. Maybe. Because on fryers, they have a lot of that sort of stuff. And if you start messing with it and like trying to move it around, it tends to crumble and fall <laughs> apart and like just get everywhere. Oh, no. And then you breathe it in and then you Shit. feel bad. You what? lick it. Well, Chris... Chris, what's so funny? You know, in the fucking chat, dude. What? What happened? Oh shit! Someone said you're like Danny Norian. Who's, Who's that? Danny Norian? He's the fucking Canadian YouTuber. That's crazy. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh is that the guy you're telling us about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, you guys know that guy. Uh, he might be watching, actually, Bob, the guy who helps me every so often. I, I wanted yeah. to have him on the show because he's super entertaining. He's great to talk to. You'll like him. Sure. But anyways, we were doing a boiler job, and I was like, there was asbestos on a pipe we had to take apart. And Nate, my the other guy, Nate, was there, and we were trying to wet it down and that, and we were like, just be careful. And Nate's like, I don't want to get cancer, Bob. He was freaking out a little bit. And Bob's like, get out of here. And he rips off a piece of it and puts it in his mouth and starts chewing on it. Wow. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I think I have, a, I have a little video clip here, Adam. Let me share a screen for a second. Right. One second. You're going to have to audio, too. So, Am I? Yeah. It, uh, does it have audio or is it just uh, not really no oh, okay no, i took it out because i was talking to my my superior because I, I was like free, not freaking out but i was like okay this is what's going on here but anyways let me see if i could do this without uh two monitors okay uh, here we go does anyone have for Adam to bring it up i'm uh, he didn't even put Everybody it on my take screen. it by the <laughs> not yet <laughs> there you okay. go i see you filmed it vertically with your potato there we go. So here's the old stuff of my potato. Here's the old stuff. It's hard. And I and I show how hard it is. And here it's soft. And that's the burn. That was on the outside of it. Is that the refractory? Yeah, that's the refractory. And this you'll see wow. the smoke. And this is nothing. Like it was getting bad, dude. And it was just coming and coming. I was like, uh okay. Did you buy it from Eventually, the boiler company? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's, well, not my company itself. This was my boss's company. No, but I'm saying, did you buy it direct? Like, is it like an OEM? Yeah, this part? is from, this is right. You, you buy him, give me your serial number, and uh, let me stop sharing here. Let me see, figure out how. Do you want me to just kick Sorry, you off? Sorry, yeah, I, I don't want to. Just turn him off. There you go. That way he doesn't show his screen and show something. His credit like his numbers. address that he's trying to hide, to hide for the last 20 yeah. years. Or his previous okay. tabs. Um, yeah. Am I back? Okay, I'm hopefully I'm back. Hot goth chicks. Yeah, you're back. <laughs> so um, you just you, you, you tell them your model number of the boiler, and they just send you it to fit that boiler. It's never perfect. And uh, obviously, <laughs> the guy the guy I was with the 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 billion uh, I guess billion engineer whatever they call him. I was like, is that, is that okay? And he's <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the oils, and I'm in my head, I'm thinking, man, I'm mean, this thing's gonna fucking catch a fire. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I kept two old pieces on and two new pieces, and 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 I left it like that. And I was, seemed to be all right, but I definitely, definitely not gonna change those other two pieces. Did you? Did you lick it? No, they don't just they don't mm. make things like they used to, and and, and I, yeah, I think no that's not allowed in California, and I bet you anything that causes cancer, hundred mm-hmm. percent guaranteed. I would bet you it's also I mean, not safe to do on asbestos. When you look at the re, like the maintenance kits for Wild McLean, I just did one. I haven't done one that this year, but like for their Evergreen boiler, they have refractory like a refractory uh, piece on the top of their heat exchanger, and it says "Do not in like capital letters disturb the refractory." It could it has been known to cause cancer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Now I wonder if that stuff I play around with in fryers is some sort of refractory. I know it's an insulation it could, heat yeah, shield. Yeah, definitely. In between the burner and the case, right, Bill? Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. between the burner and the vat. Just let yes. your wife know what you're working on. So like, when you do die of mesothelioma, you could, she can join up for a class. Yeah, she can call one of those ambulance-chasing lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee that my life insurance probably like has so many caveats that says like pandemics, methotheliomia, all this bullshit isn't covered. What, so. what is, is that? Who's that in skinny jeans? Who is, is that skinny jeans with my shirt on? What the hell is that? <laughs> 
That is amazing. Put that on the. Uh, sent you that. Post I'm not saying he could say who he is and chat if he wants. Hey, post hey, it put, that, put that in the group. It's yeah, put that right on the group. 100%. I don't care. I'm good with that. Hundred percent. I, I know you're good. That's why uh, I I did it. That's a real life picture. It looked like too. That is hilarious. How the hell did someone get my shirt? Like someone, dude. We got some geniuses in here. Someone they made- are, and great chat, great intelligent guys, smart HVAC guys, or techs in general in chat. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. I like the fact in Facebook that people try to help each other out. You know, there's yeah. other groups where people like tear everyone apart, but I we like, that. like somebody want posts, they post something, they have a question, and a lot of people are there to help them. That's awesome. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, I never understood. I mean, I understand sort of why people do that, but I never understand the actual mindset of when people are posting questions on there, like tearing them apart for no reason. Because there was a time where, like, you didn't know something or I didn't know something, right? Yeah, were you born knowing everything? I I still don't know something. We all don't know something. Is from the 40 under 40. That is the picture I submitted to the 40 under 40 for the picture magazine. Yeah, well, not in skinny jeans, dumbass. But oh my God, <laughs> a white shirt standing like that is from like the 40 under 40 or something like that. That I that took that picture awesome. of myself. That is awesome. Someone 40, 40 inches under 40. Captured that. That is funny. Those are some tight jeans though. Yeah. yeah. I wish my wonder, legs were that good looking. I wonder what they look at look like from the other side. You want to see? Hold on. Nice. I do. Shut up. <laughs> let me let me wipe the steam off my sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> I agree, Rick. Rick does a, has a good statement comment right there. What's our Rick survival? Because there are a bunch of insecure. Hey, we gotta address the fact true. that Rick's wife said that he's never seen the movie Spaceballs. Oh my Rick's God. never seen it. There's something wrong with you, Rick. You need that like seriously is... homework tonight is to watch Spaceballs, and then we'll I talk about it on Sunday. I think Rick would like that movie. That, yeah, was, yeah, that was one of my earliest favorite movies. I remember sitting on a recliner, sitting on my dad's lap, lap watching that. And there's parts in the movie where they were saying like dirty jokes and stuff. And I was yeah. laughing and my dad would look at me like, what are you laughing at? I remember. <laughs> You're like, I'm just uncomfortable. So I'm laughing, dad. <laughs> You're like, dad, what are you laughing at? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, hey uh, Adam, um, you have that picture in Hangouts. Somehow, or maybe Chris, you could somehow get it in there, put it on the screen. Do you want me to put it on? Okay. I can pull. Chris is like, no, don't do that. Yeah. Well, let me figure out how to do this. No, I'll do it real quick. Hold on. Yeah, there, Chris. Chris is on it. I'll just Chris. screenshot it real quick. It's easier for you, Adam, just to. Boom. Uh, StreamYard, pop Oops. that over there. How many of you guys? Like, I'm getting excited. It's a small picture. There's a hot mess coming on the screen soon. Oh, whoops. There it goes again. Bang. <laughs> Those are definitely mom jeans, man. Who the hell? That's pretty sweet. You're working that was awesome. a wife's pair of jeans you or something. You look like you're working in one of these Andrew Greaves factories. I think if they, yeah, right. the, the kids would say you got a big old dumper in those jeans, Chris. Big yeah. old dumper. Yeah. That's what they call a Nice bulge. What they call a badonk donk donk Oh, man. <clears throat> Back that thing up should be playing in the background. That is too funny. I I do want to know who made that because I got to give you props. That's pretty. Sean did. He said it in chat. That's why I'm going to. Sean. Say. Yeah. Sean. I don't. Uh, Sean. I have to see Sean. Yes. Yeah. You know Sean. You know see, Sean. that's one reason I don't take full body pictures ever. <laughs> so you don't have to. People just cut him in. That was freaking awesome, dude. I think that stuff is hilarious, and you're not offending me if you make that shit. So I think. No. That's funny. Well, I think it all started with that pineapple party picture. 
That was the thing. That yeah. Was <laughs> Pineapple party. Yeah. You, you, yeah. I had to tell my wife that story too. Cause my wife was like, what? Like she saw something on my phone and something about pineapple and I was laughing. And then I had to explain to her. I was like, yeah, Adam and Bill and Joe told everybody that I was having a swinger party and it was a pineapple <laughs> party. And then I had to explain to my wife what a pineapple party was. And like the look on her face, oh, was like, man. she goes, oh, I'm man. not interested in that. Just so you know, like that's not okay. And I was like, Only I on know. Overtime. I mean, at least not okay. Yeah, at least you know now. You could have just thrown. I mean, she could have been like, "Huh," and you'd be like, "Hmm." She she could have been like, "Were they wanting to come over?" (laughs) That would have been awkward. (laughs) You almost have to spit his drink again. Oh man, that's too funny. That's how you test the waters with your wife, people. Hey, Chris, fancy meeting you here. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Hey guys, my friend told me about this. There was, there was a there was a party. Um, we we used to have block parties when we lived in a different house, and there was one block party that my wife ended up going home because she had a young child. That I had a young child at the time, but my wife went home, and I stayed out drinking with my neighbors. And <clears throat> I literally woke up in the middle of the morning on my neighbor's front lawn. And my na- and I woke up to my neighbor shaking me like, hey, dude, you should come inside. And I remember being so drunk that I remember looking at him going, nah, cool. I'm going to go home. Like, I'm good. Because I knew that dude was okay. twisted. And I knew his wife was twisted. And I knew better Ooh. when I was drunk than to go in their house. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then I walked home. And then told Holy. my wife story later. <laughs> wow. Bill, where have you been? The other Bill in the chat, he's been, he was, he, where have you been, bud? Anyway, sorry guys. All right, yeah. Joe. Take us out. Funny, funny stories, man. Where you yeah. wake up in places that you don't remember and you're like, how did this happen? Well, yeah, we should have an episode all about that. We should. Bill, I'm sure Bill has some funny stories. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason <laughs> I don't drink anymore. <laughs> oh, we'll have to do that one. Uh, mm-hmm. We sharing some mistakes. We have to go, but I promised Randy, Randy Ravioli, that I would tell a story. Okay. So. Okay. He, he had his neighbor's heat pump not working properly, and he was questioning what was going on because it was freezing up, and it was running nonstop. He was questioning the Facebook group, so we all gave him our opinions, and the tech came out, and Randy told him what was wrong before the guy even opened it up. Nice. Hmm. He knew it. He predicted, and You know what? He got a great deal on it because of it because he told him, you know what? You have a welded contactor. So the guy, he paid 65 bucks with the part. You can't beat that. Nice. I can't beat that. No. can't beat that. That's awesome. And it's even better because he was actually right, though. It's worse when a customer tells you what it is, and then you get there and like, you don't even have that part on here. <laughs> I would just like to, honestly, it would be a funny story. Imagine being a, a HVAC tech and the neighbor comes over. And says, hey, bud, the squeaky deke valve's messed up. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah. He's like no. And I told him, I'm like, I hope you told him you, you have a lot of HVAC friends, and that's why you know this. <laughs> I'm like, sure he told him many times that he probably told him all of our handles and everything. So Look who, look who showed up and said, Bill, stories? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, a lot of stories. You're going to have to, like, you're going to have to make it an episode where your mom and your grandma can't come. No, no <laughs> I'm, I'm transparent. I don't. I have no regrets. I All am right. who I am today because of how I lived and what I went through and and how I grew up. We'll, we'll we'll have to we'll have to come up with some cool stories. We can't tell yeah. them all, but we yeah, can. They're they're, no, they're nothing like we we killed a prostitute and buried her in the desert. You know, nothing crazy like that. Yeah, we don't we don't ever speak of that again. Yeah. No, no, that's why we don't go to AHR anymore. 
<laughs> exactly. That that it, the statute of limitations has already yeah. passed, so we're good. That's where Cindy oh, went. Nice. Thank God, man. <laughs> Seven years is a long time to wait. Yep. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Just do it. Did we do it? Are we are we not live now? Are we doing okay? I want you to end it, Bill. It's not the same unless you end it, Bill. All well, right. Well, viewers. Well, I think everybody had enough overtime for a from us tonight for this yeah. week anyway, right? Yeah. So let's get out of here. Yeah. Do you want to go and hit the button find it? You gotta say I something can... witty before we leave. Hey, let's make sure that next week we really, really cover refrigerant glide and we talk we about will, okay? we will. midpoint temperature of the evaporator and how to properly measure superheat, okay? So we're going to... I'll, I'll just get this out of the way. Chris wanted to see my butthole earlier. All right, shut, the, shut it off. <laughs>